Welcome back to the United MEC Leading Edge podcast series. I'm First Officer James Belton, the United MEC spokesman. And I'm Captain Greg Everhard, the United MEC Communications Committee Chairman. Today, we're going to talk about the June 2019 edition of the Negotiating Committee Update, The Brief, recently released. You can find this edition and other Section 6 information on the UAL MEC website. Well, Jim, this edition of The Brief from June 2nd covers four main topics. First, they talk about why they went off-site and brought in a third-party facilitator to help with the process, why they have to address scope and career security with a company. And I understand why we want to address scope and career security. That's right. And they close by reiterating the MEC's goals to protect pilots' careers throughout their entire span of their career from new hire through to retirement. Well, let's, uh, let's get right into it, Greg. Why have they moved off-site with negotiations and with a facilitator? Well, the tough issues have to be addressed, and going off-site helps focus the process. This way, the negotiators will be able to meet more often and avoid the distractions from being in Chicago. Well, I hear this is not some vacation destination. They're actually in a domicile working with a facilitator. That's right. It's one of our major bases. And as far as bringing in the facilitator, uh, this helps both sides look at the problems with fresh eyes, and we hope it could move the company off some of their publicly stated positions that uh, we don't necessarily agree with. Well, I understand that this is also something that we have never done before. That's right. And it shows the MECs willing to engage to move the process along. And the facilitator, uh, they can help with discussions, but not be able to force either side to accept an agreement. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Are we required to discuss all sections of the contract? Well, as a practical matter, we are. Yeah, each side's free to raise any issues they want, but we also have a legal obligation to bargain in good faith. So in Section 6, neither side can stiff-arm the other side from at least discussing items that were spelled out in their opening letter. We don't have to agree to any of the proposals, but we do have to hear them out. Okay, I see. And the brief also says that management is requesting Section 1 discussions at this time before they were willing to address improvements that we seek in pay, retirement, and insurance. Yes, that's right. And MEC believes it's time to engage management on Section 1 and see if we can find areas of common ground so we can move on to those final areas you just mentioned and then lock down a, a contract. Uh, the brief is, is neutral on the prospects and says it may very well be that we can't find an agreement acceptable to both sides at this point in time, at least. Well, look, we won't be pressured to accept a substandard agreement just for the sake of wrapping up negotiations. But if there's any way we can find acceptable solutions to our differences and then move on to the final areas of negotiations, we want to be able to find that out now. Well, what if we can't reach an agreement on scope? Well, the brief covers this. And in their view, there's three paths. One is we just wait it out, live under the current contract, and wait for external events to force us back together to make an agreement. I understand we, we risk losing an opportunity there to make advances in Section 1 in areas we want to improve, like career security concerning joint ventures and foreign ownership. That's one of the paths. Or the company may try to bring in the National Mediation Board, the NMB, which does take away some of our ability to control the process. Okay. So that's why we have to engage. But why do we want to engage on Section 1? Although we're all familiar with the threats from outsourcing to RJs, remember there's much more to Section 1. And that's why it's titled Recognition, Scope, and Career Security. That covers some important ground. And the brief lists some of the issues that have emerged since the UPA, including United's ownership stakes in Azul, uh, regional partners like Republic, Commute Air, and Mana Air, 
There's also the loan to Avianca Columbia, which we just filed an MEC grievance on. Well, not only uh, do we have a loan with Avianca Columbia, they're part of the joint venture agreements that we have with other airlines like Lufthansa, Air Canada, ANA, Air New Zealand, and COPA. That's right. And there's also a large group of newly hired pilots since the UPA that aren't covered by all of the furlough protections that we have. That makes sense. That, that, that really covers career security and why we're talking about career security along with SCOPE. That's right, Jim. When we did the surveys running up to Section 6 talks, pilots cited those threats to their careers along with the rise of the Middle East three carriers and the Norwegian Air flag of convenience model as some of their top concerns. As always, uh, this industry continues to change, and based on pilot input, the MEC wants to focus on updating Section 1 to protect from these emerging threats while we can, right? That's right, and that's how the negotiators close out this issue with a brief. They review how they met with the MEC over three days in March, and it was clear in these breakout sessions they did that protecting the careers of United Pilots is our top priority. One of the key takeaways is that while we need to protect against outsourcing to uh, regional jets, the threats on the other end of our network are just as significant. That's right. That's what they meant when they said that our jobs need to be protected throughout our career. We need provisions to protect us from RJ outsourcing when we're junior, from wide body outsourcing when we're senior, and cover everything in between. Finally, the, the brief says that the negotiating committee is in lockstep with the pilot group on the importance of career security. Can you talk about that? Sure. The negotiating committee takes their direction from the MEC, and ultimately, the pilots will have the final say. The elected LEC reps are going to be fully briefed, and they have a final approval over any TA before it's sent to the pilots for their consideration. Greg, that's a lot of information, but that about covers it for now. The next MEC meeting is in July, and the negotiating committee will give them an update at that time on the progress they've made in these facilitated discussions. That's correct. And we're going to forward as much information as we can. Obviously, in negotiations, you can't talk about all the details all the time. But if pilots have questions, they can also reach out directly to their council reps or file a PDR to the P2P team. Now is the time to get involved and stay informed. On behalf of the United MEC, thanks for listening and staying unified.